If I can think of one phone call that I'm getting more often and not in this time of the year, it's sisters telling me that they're just downright overwhelmed. Overwhelmed and feeling like no matter what they do, they cannot get through all the things they have to do. There's just too many things to do. And even prioritizing those things feels impossible because, again, there's just too much to do. And that typically leads to overwhelm and burnout. Now, if that's you and you felt something similar, then in this podcast, we're going to tell you exactly how you can find time for everything and beat the burnout. You shouldn't have to feel overwhelmed. Let's do it. Hello, Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast. Welcome to the last week of December. And if you're not listening to this in December because you missed it and you got here later, still welcome. Welcome back to the podcast because in each episode, we give you the keys, the tools to basically live a life that you love as a Muslim in a modern day world through your deen without compromise. Making things easier is all we're about here. So Today we're going to be talking about kind of how to make time for everything, being able to do everything, whether it's because you're going into a new year and you're looking for things to be easy, or you literally are just so burnt out and tired, you just can't deal with the overwhelm anymore. And so what we're going to do is tell you kind of like the keys to getting that done. And typically what I do, and I have a couple other stories of what some other sisters have done, so you can feel like, yeah, this is doable for me. And yes, I am so done with being overwhelmed. Show me a better way. Time is our most precious asset. So it's time we started acting like it. Um, If you don't already know me, my name is Mindful Muslima, and we are here weekly. But this week, I think we came with two um, podcast because we had just so many requests on this topic. So excited to bring this one to you. We talk about love relationships, life hack organizations. Um, and I just want to give you a little heads up on what's coming up for 2023. In January, we're going to be doing some more productivity, um, how to, you know, break bad habits and bring in the new ones. And generally a lot of like organization, not feeling overwhelmed and all that stuff that happens with wanting to have life balance. And then as we roll into February, we're going to be talking about how to help sisters find a spouse. For many of us, that's something that is hard. I have a lot of sisters tell us, you know what? I thought it wasn't going to be this hard. I just like whenever I was ready, I was just going to do it. But now it's taking a year or two years, three years, and they're just struggling. And so we get tons of tips on that. And also, if you're not married, um, that's maybe for you. But if you are married, um, we're going to also put in some stuff for like in terms of from the perspective of valuing yourself and making sure that you're valued in any relationship that you have so that that is totally relatable to you too. And then as March rolls in and, you know, February into March, we're going to be doing a lot of stuff for prep because as you know, Ramadan is on its way. Making sure that you're ready and you're kind of on track with that is definitely something super important to us. And then the next and last thing is we have something super secret and special that is coming up that we are literally just wanting to like shout from the rooftops that they're excited about, but we're keeping it low profile until maybe February-ish, maybe 2023, where we are going to have a huge announcement of something very new and cool that we're really psyched about, like working so hard on this to bring it to you right before Ramadan rolls in. So you can have an absolutely amazing Ramadan and you can really find a way to connect with each other even more outside of the podcast in ways you've never seen for Muslim women. We're making something that inshallah ta'ala will be the first of its kind for Muslim women worldwide. So yes, get excited. Look forward to that. 
The last announcement I'll make to you guys in terms of cool things that are coming up or things that are happening is today, if you're listening to this, is I think the last day when we're having a discount for the Life Balance course. A lot of you guys were waiting for that because you wanted to roll into the new year not feeling overwhelmed and anxious and basically having a better way to balance your time as a wife, a mother, a student, whatever it is, your situation. And so what we did is we put an early bird discount. And so that ends today. And then what happens is from January 1st to 3rd, we're going to have the registration without the discount. And then it's going to close absolutely. And then we're just going to start to work with the women that are inside of that course because I have to close it out so I can make sure I'm present for the women who have committed to themselves and change in 2023. Super excited and excited. Shout out to all the women who have already joined. Cannot wait to work on this and have an even better year with you. Excited. So diving right into today's content. You know, we want to make sure that we have time for everything. And I have done um, one or two other podcasts related to time-related things. That's why I'm making sure kind of I'm doing this extension on that today because a lot of people are struggling with it. And here's the main thing I want to say, and I've said it before. All these types of things require action. And so, you know, if you're going to listen to them, but then you're not actually going to take action on them, you're not actually going to see results. I'm just going to say it flat out. But if you do take action, you will be shocked at how your life can literally change. It doesn't, like the relationships you're in don't have to change, like the way your mother treats you, the way your husband talks to you, the way like people are with you at work, your financial situation. Literally the beautiful thing about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and our deen is that things don't actually have to change for our situation to change. The the beautiful, you know, element that really is required is for us to change. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, Allah cannot change the condition of a people till they change what is within themselves. Now listen to what he's saying there. He's saying he can't fix it till you fix you. He's not even saying fix you and then fix all your own problems. He's saying you take that step to fixing you and I'll put things right for you. Subhanallah. And honestly, ladies, that is all I have ever experienced. And you know, the very first tip that I'm going to go into today is to set clear goals. Now, a lot of people talk about goal setting and they're like, yeah, been there, done that. I never was successful. But here's the thing. I talk um, and I'll give you kind of like snippets from the new courses. I'm in this podcast because I think it's going to be extremely relevant. Um, I do talk in the course about having um, not just goals that are like random goals, but I've talked to you in the last podcast about seasons of your life, right? We helped you to identify what season it is, right? The next thing you kind of have to also do is, you know, understand what your goals are in the season. And here's the thing, your goals in every season should be different, right? If I'm a new mom or, um, you know, moving to a new location, like my family, new neighborhood, or I've just got divorced. I have a lot of women calling me who are divorced. And let me say this. I had a sister the other day, her name is Fasha, and she was telling me about her divorce. She said, you know, I was only married about a year and a half and I wasn't expecting to be divorced right now but I am. And I had all these goals for our family and all these things that I wanted to do. And even myself, you know, I thought I saw my career, I saw us and the kids and I saw everything down the road. But now that the divorce has come, I just don't know where I am with myself. Did anyone relate to that? Can you relate to that? You had this plan for yourself, but maybe Allah had another plan. And you not having that original plan anymore has kind of derailed you. And maybe you just don't have the motivation to go get the gusto up to make another set of goals because you're like, you know what? I set those goals and those clearly didn't work out. I don't want another set of disappointment. I'm already suffering as it is. 
And I totally feel that. And I've experienced that myself. But what I've learned is that when you get really real with yourself and get clear on what you need to do right now in the season of your life, it is something you connect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it becomes more of a you and Allah thing. You guys are doing it together. It's not you by yourself, you know, drifting. If you like really get connected with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and I'm going to tell you exactly how, you're going to sit down with him. You're in the car right now. You're in your kitchen. You're in your room, wherever you are. You're going to raise your hands in dua. You could do it with me if you want. And you could say, yeah, Allah, I don't know what I need right now, but I know you know what I need. Ya Allah, there is nothing that makes me happier than pleasing you. Ya Allah, I want my life to revolve around my purpose. And you know my purpose better than anyone else. Guide me to what I need to do right now and what I need to focus on. I mean, okay, you can do that. You can pause this and re-say what I said or you can do your own version of it. But the first step is really to ask Allah to be included in this process and to remind him how much you love and appreciate him and you live for him alone. Now you might have some things that you've done in the past or some sins that you're still doing that make you feel like I can't raise my hands to Allah. I can't ask him for help. I don't deserve help right now. But you know what? That's absolutely untrue. Because everything in the Quran is for the people who are believers that are struggling, right? Islam and all the instructions inside of the Quran, they're not for people who are not struggling. Allah didn't come to a perfect people. The prophets didn't come to a perfect people. They never did. Allah has always given us this advice for those who are broken, those who are not there yet, but they're trying. And they might fall down and they'll stand up again. And they might fall down and they'll struggle to stand up again. But at the end of the day, if you don't include Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that could be a good reason that you're failing. Really, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the best of planners. And like I said, he's not going to help us till we help ourselves. And part of helping ourselves is recognizing, like I've done in other podcasts, and I'm just going to say it here, that we're not in control. And us wanting to be in control, it often stems from fear right? This fear of not being in control. If I don't have a hold on my life right now, what does that mean for me? I don't know. The unknown is scary. Or if I don't have a control in my life right now, what does that mean about me right now? Does that mean I'm not good because I'm like, you know, I'm a mess. I just don't know how to wake up on time. I don't know how to pray on time. Like my house is a mess all the time. I can't even get it together. But I'm just so tired. I'm just so tired that I can't get to everything. Or maybe I'm just like so upset about something personal that's happening in my life right now that I can't get myself up and motivated. What does that say about me? And we start to really feel bad about ourselves. And if that's something you've experienced, I encourage you to not experience it alone. First of all, you reach out to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala like I told you. And second of all, I need you to, to do like... So my first step, let's go into first step, second step. First step is to get clear on your goals. That's what I said, right? And you have to understand that what do you need to do right now? And I'm going to talk a bit more about that in a second. But the second step I want to say is ask for help. You know, we're in a society now where we just don't do it. And I just told you about that sister that called me the other day, Fashion. and she said to me, you know, I wasn't expecting to have this in this situation in my divorce and nah, 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 nah. and now, you know, life isn't what I thought it was going to be and I don't want to make any new goals because those goals got crushed. But you know what she was doing? She was reaching out to me for help. That's number two, right? 
And whether it's me or anybody else, keeping these thoughts alone in your head and in your chest can just be crippling because you're just thinking about them all day. You like you might be cooking dinner, you might be going to change your clothes, taking a shower, washing your face in the mirror in the bathroom. But it's all you're thinking about is like, what is going wrong in your life right now? And that's something that we're doing that is harming ourselves. So number two is ask for help. And a lot of us, you know, in our cultures and our dean, we're not you know, in our dean, we're taught to ask for help. But a lot of us, you know, because of our families, like I said, in our cultures, it's not really thought of well. It's like you're weak. You know, you have low iman. But that's not actually true. The Sahaba asks for help from each other all the time. And people ask the Prophet, peace be upon him, for help all the time. People were not ashamed because they knew there was nothing wrong with it. So if that's what's holding you back, thinking there's something wrong with you, absolutely not. And for all of those who call me and I do calls with you, I love to connect with you. I actually think you're stronger for reaching out because it just shows that you're making that effort. So what I've been doing in the, the podcast lately are just giving really baby steps. And the reason I'm doing that is because I get that people are overwhelmed. And giving them like all this stuff to do just feels like another chore. And that's not at all what we're doing. We're just helping you get clear and confident about what you need to do next so that you can know you're moving along. You see, when we feel stuck, that's when we get depressed and sad. And if you've been kind of anxious for a while or whatever for a while, it's because you're feeling um, stuck after a while and that makes you kind of not want to do anything. You get in this like vicious cycle. So let's go back to getting clear on our goals. You know, it's quite an environment we live in these days. We can really get confused about what is priority. And because we have new ideas all the time, we want to try everything. It's really important that you sit down with your ideas, all of them, as many as you can think of, and start to prioritize them. Remember we talked about that in the last podcast? If you didn't, you can always go back. And, um, you know, I, I did this the other day inside of Thrive. I had this conversation and I had, um, just like I did here with you guys on the seasons and I had one with the other sisters and a lot of the women who were joining the, the cohort for the, the life balance course that we're starting now were saying that's one of the things they wanted to dive into first. And, you know, I had to tell them that before you dive into exactly how to do the seasons, you have to, to know your why as well. And we were kind of backpedaling a bit. And although I'm not going to cover that here. Because um, we do it step by step, kind of like a lot of hand holding. I just feel like everybody's really hurt right now and just really wants a bit of hand holding. And you know, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, a lot of you guys know that we're traveling in Turkey because of my daughter's surgery, and, and I've, I've never probably held her hand more in her life, even as a child, as I have through this, because it's been really, really hard for her. And I just want to say that for all of you, who feel like you need a little hand holding, that doesn't mean you're weak. That just means that, you know, you're you're strong enough to accept help. So getting clear on what's important to you right now, and there's a process I think we should, you know, bring you a lot of value in this. And it's something I want to kind of shine on here first is the fact that, you know, doing this requires you to really sit alone with yourself and spend time with yourself. And most of us don't have that. We always have like something playing in the car or our hands moving on the phone. So just really take a quiet moment with yourself. And if you're a person who literally is like, look, even if I do it myself, I'm not going to be able to get anywhere. I know myself. I've done, tried before. I've tried to set goals. I've tried to do this year after year after year, Ramadan after Ramadan, and I've never gotten anywhere. Then to me, that really means that you just need to be surrounded by other women and support. And so, like I said, for everybody who wants to jump into the cohort with us, I told you like today is the last day for the, the bonus, whatever, but we're going to be here a couple more days. You're welcome to join us. But I want you to just first identify with yourself that you need to sit with yourself and decide what what is the next year going to look like for you? 
And you can always DM me on IG and I'll help you to like talk about next steps and we can really see what we can do for you. But at the end of the day, you have to make some type of a decision because there's that saying, and I've said it before in the podcast and it's an Einstein saying, but it's really, really true, which is madness is doing the same thing over and over again and thinking you'll get a different result, right? Isn't that what most of us are doing? right? And the likelihood that you're going to achieve 25 goals in the future is probably not good. Sometimes it's just like, we're just doing it the wrong way. Like we think, oh, you know, I'm not good at goal setting. or I'm not good at this. I'm not good. No, sometimes you're just doing it wrong. It's the same thing with women looking for spouses. They tell me, oh, you know, I can't find a spouse. I'm not pretty enough. I don't know what I'm doing. There's no good guys out there. And there's like 80 million reasons they can't do it. And then we just figure out by the end, they're just literally doing the process wrong. So what I want to say to women, is before you shoot yourself down, you know, let's take a look at how you're setting goals. I find that people are setting ridiculous goals, ridiculous numbers of goals. They have like five to seven goals. Absolutely not. That already says you're doing it wrong. Or if they're just writing goals like, I want to read more Quran, that's a bad goal. I'm sorry, it is. Reading the Quran is great, but that goal will get you nowhere. There's a better way to write that goal, and that goal should be written in a different way so that you could actually achieve that. That is way too vague. Right. And so, you know, I'm just going to say right now, you need to just sit with yourself alone, talk to Allah. And then I want you to think about what season am I in right now? That last podcast I did can help you get there and kind of like, what is a goal that makes sense right now? Even just one or two, reach out to me on um, Instagram. If you want to work with us, we're going to do this inside the course and we're going to go through all that. You're more than welcome to. Um, you can join the course. I think it's on our website, www.mindful-muslim.com. We also have a WhatsApp number. You guys are reaching me WhatsApp. If you want to reach out to us, email. If you want to DM me on Instagram, whatever you want to do. But like really, really, I just want you to know, doing the same thing next year will probably get you the same thing this year. And so the second thing I said was reach out for help. And I, and I focus on all these things because people really are ashamed or they just really feel shy. You know how many people tell me this is the first person I've ever talked to about my problem or, you know, I was thinking about talking to you for like six months. And then you know, even there are women right now listening to this that want to talk to their mom or talk to their sister or talk to me or talk to a friend, but they just don't. They say like, oh, inshallah, and they don't. And then they're stuck again and again and again. So number two is don't, you know, forget to ask for help. Number three is track your time. Really, this is one of the biggest things that has ever helped me. When you feel overwhelmed, sometimes you don't realize where all your energy is going. I remember there was one point in my life where I was doing that. And I had a sister call me the other day who was having something similar. She was telling me all about how she never had time to do anything. And she said she couldn't get through her to-do list. I said, okay, let's, let's lay out your day together. And this is what we do, like stuff like this at Mindfulness Month. We do this in our mentorship programs too. And the, the, by the way, January 1st, and I, oh my gosh, I just totally forgot. January 1st starts the registration to get into our free mentorship program. Um, but we don't go as deep as we do inside the, the course that I'm talking about, but we definitely like get women's feet wet, right? Get a little bit started. So maybe that's, that's your cue for help as well. So anyway, um, Tracking your time is really important because when we sat down with the sister and we looked at her time, we realized that so much of her time was going to work. Very little time was going to self-care and very little time was going to family. And it's funny because when you look at the time, the, the all the points of guilt that she had, they were all based on, I don't spend enough time with my kids. I know I should, but I never get to it because I'm exhausted by the end of the day. Or, you know, I should sit with them more. And let me tell you something as a mom. That's not the place to not spend time. And that's the thing we most of the working women have guilt about is not 
being with the kids more. But then you know what? At the same time, they want to be with the kids. The kids are also a source of stress and they're a source of stress because they just feel, you feel like they're, they're misbehaving and then they're making it hard. Like I wanted to sit down and spend time with them, but they were just acting out. But can I tell you something really interesting? A lot of time kids are acting out because they don't feel connection with their parents. I know that sounds like a long shot, but I'm promising you that happens more often than you believe. Children crave connection. Like we as adults crave connection, like some more people than others, but kids really need it. They really need to constantly be affirmed that you love them no matter what they do. Like if you're screaming at them about the cookie or whatever happened, like they think you hate them. They really put in their mind, oh, she hates me. I'm bad. I'm bad. She hates me. That's how they deduce it. Even if you're like, no, just like don't eat the cookie now. It's dinner time. They take everything to the extreme. But I mean, to be fair, as adults, don't we do that sometimes? We think everything's the end of the world and never going to get better. Like kids do that with everything. It's just the way they're wired. So it's very extreme to them. They constantly need to know that we love them unconditionally. But of course, we're stressed out, right? We come home, scream at them because they're not listening. They didn't finish their homework. Their room is a mess. They're just not doing what they're supposed to. They don't want to go to bed on time, whatever it is. And if you think about the percentage of time that we talk to our kids, the most of it is yelling at them or reprimanding them just trying to get them to do basic stuff like take a bath, change their clothes. You know, it's all survival stuff. It's not spiritual upliftment or emotional wellness. It's not. So what do they do? They, they misbehave in order to get our attention, which to us is like stressful more, right? But they're getting negative attention, but it feels better than no attention. Because if I didn't do that, my mom would be too busy to even love me. Do you see that cycle? I just want to throw that out there. I know we, not everyone is a mom listening, but you know what? If you're not, I need you to know about this now, right? It's called prevention because this is what's happening to a lot of our women, right? So track your time. You might find out that it's all in one area. You know, that's actually a lesson um, inside the Life Balance course. We have something called like an energy audit. And we talk about life burners and like how maybe you're spending way too much time in this one area. And so we take out this grid and we track it. We track it before, and then we track it at the end. After I teach you how to do everything, then we track you then, and we see how your balance is. And you can see this huge shift between this overwhelmed person who had all their eggs in one or two baskets out of five to six. And then when you see by the end the relief that they feel because it is their time and energy equally given throughout the categories. And you know what? It's never perfect because one day it might be easier than others, but it is a ton, a ton, a ton better than the, when they first walked in. So, and, and these, like I said, don't require you to change your partner. Even if your husband is not supportive, even if your parents are not supporting you, um, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, I need you to know your action that you're taking on yourself is what matters. And that's really, really important to know about life because that is going to be the key to you solving your problems because it is you that has to solve those problems. No one is coming to save you. And that's really important to notice and to think about. All right. So after we talked all about asking for help and about having goals and about tracking our time, I want to give you the last suggestion today, which might not seem very productive, but it will be. And I promise you, which is to take care of yourself. Yeah. I'm going to tell you there was a sister the other day and um, her name is Sadia. And what happened was Sadia used to be like somebody who was not like crazy great at the gym or anything, but she was always in decent shape. And because she was in decent shape, and I think you ladies know, like when your clothes fit 
you know, nicely, you feel a little bit better, right? It's a little bit easier to walk out the house. But when your clothes feel tight and like you got like the muffin top bulging over or like you feel like your backside is too fat or you can't even get in your pants or your skirt or whatever it is because like you could definitely tell you have not been taking care of yourself or maybe it's like the flaps on the back of your arms. You all know and I all know that whatever it is, we go through these things. When you have that, you do not feel good. The day just starts dark because you just feel like, oh my gosh, I don't want to get up and get dressed because I already know how that experience is going to go. Nothing in my closet feels good on me right now. I feel fat and everything. And that's a real experience that women have. And you know what? Let's, I had to backtrack with Sadia. I was like, Sadia, why do you feel like that? She's like, because I'm just overweight more than usual right now. And I could just feel out of shape. And I just feel like, ugh. But I was like, but Sadia, you just told me before you used to be in better shape at one point. Why did that happen to you? You see, that's the thing. I told you, you have to sit with yourself and talk to yourself. Now, instead of her doing it herself, because she didn't know how, right? She called me up and I walked her through it. But that's what I'm saying. You have to go through this process, right? So we sat down together and I said, you know, why, why, is, why are you like this? And she's like, it's just, just, you know, I, I just don't have to work out anymore. I just don't know what I'm doing. My time's, I'm a mess. And she was just like putting herself down. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I think we can just talk about this is not that extreme. Let's just actually just backtrack and figure out what happened, right? It's like, it's like you want to like solve a mystery, right? Let's backtrack, right? So she's like, well, you know, she starts talking about how she has no time and working kids and she's going through all that and, that and that makes perfect sense. Usually a lot of us fall off the rocker like that. But then she, all of a sudden she got into this thing about her husband and how lately, you know, he's acting weird and, you know, she's noticing he's not home as much or the two of them aren't connecting as much. And I said, wow, you know, when do you feel that that started happening? And then she was able to identify like six months prior. And then I was like, hmm, well, how did you feel before that started happening? And she was like, well, I felt okay. I felt good. You know, things were hard, but they weren't impossible. But she says, I don't know, just now everything feels too hard. Everything feels too impossible. And I said, hmm, so if I hear you right, you're saying that you used to be in shape and you, better, or at least better, you weren't like amazing, but you used to feel decent, and your clothes felt decent, and then this thing happened with your husband back then, and then, you know, you start to notice this change in him, and then, did you talk to him about the change you noticed? She's like, oh yeah, and he just kept brushing me off and telling me, you know, I'm being emotional, and da-da-da, and I don't know what I'm talking about, and he just doesn't really acknowledge the way I feel about it, and he's just not available for us or the kids anymore, and so I'm doing a lot of it alone, which makes me feel really overwhelmed even more. And so I noticed that because I'm doing all that, then I just like, I just eat anything because I don't have the energy to go into that. And then sometimes I'm just grabbing things that aren't clearly good for me because I'm just exhausted and I grab anything. Or maybe I just want to like when the kids are asleep, like watch TV and, you know, like maybe eat something like ice cream or chips or something that like, I just feel like, oh, this is my time now. And it's funny. I know a lot of you guys can, can you know, uh, connect with that. Like, this is my time at the end of the night. Everybody's asleep. Oh my gosh, leave me alone. And then you eat something bad and then you go to sleep a little bit later than you should. And then you don't wake up for pressure, <laughs> right? Then you feel horrible more, right? Or you're, you know, you're late, you know, and then the day starts off bad. And it's this cycle of bad, 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 right? And so she, that was the cycle she was in. And what we did was we went all the way back and we said, well, are you really a bad person? Or maybe are you struggling with something right now that we're not really acknowledging? Is it is taking a toll on you more than you think? And she said, yeah, I think that's it. I said, well, what are you going to do about it? 
because it is her job to do something, not mine, right? But I'm here to support her and talk to her about what those things could be. So we went into a couple ideas, and in the end, she said, you know, I feel better. I feel better. I talked about this, and you know what? That is what's been bothering me, and and I think it's just gotten me so emotional. I don't have motivation to work out, and, and I'm just eating badly because I'm just like soothing myself because it is hurting me, and I just don't feel heard right now, and I don't feel seen. And I said, I know. I understand. May Allah make it easy for you, and then we made dua for her, and we gave her the next steps that she has to do. And she was on her way, you know, that's what I did in the consultation call. And I think so many of us can relate to that. She wasn't taking care of herself okay, like many of us aren't. Oh, I'm a mom. No, don't chalk it up to you just being a mom. Don't chalk it up to be too many things to do in the day. No. I want you to go deeper. And I'm not saying that everybody has a marital problem behind their self-care. What I'm trying to say is our lack of motivation sometimes is because we have these unresolved emotional things that are hurting us. And it's not that I'm a bad person or you're a bad person. It's just that we're not made physically to ignore those things and still thrive. You get me? So starting there was really important for her. She's actually one of the women in our cohort too. Because what she realized was because she was so overwhelmed she wasn't getting anywhere on her own, and she felt like she needed the motivation to do it with other women, you know? So we're excited to see her transformation inside the Life Balance Course, too. And I say all this to you guys because I really want you to feel empowered that you having an amazing life is in your hand. It's not when you move to the next apartment. It's not when you get a better job. It's not when your husband starts treating you better or when you get a husband. Can we please stop putting conditions on how great our life can be? Because what if you never get that job? What if you never move to that apartment? What if the guy doesn't come as soon as you think he will? What are we going to do, guys? We're just going to live in this horrible life situation that we're in right now? Remember, Madness is doing the same thing over and over and thinking it's going to get better. And a lot of people who say, I don't have time or I don't have money or I don't have attention or I don't have that, it's really just us not wanting to get to an uncomfortable place because we're afraid. We're afraid of what change is going to look like. But let me tell you something the majority of women, when I ask them, Would you want to live this way another day? You should see how fast they go, No. I go, Wow, look at that. Look at that gut reaction. No. You are passionately against living another day feeling how you are right now, but what are you literally doing about it? Most of them say the same thing, nothing. I said, well, if that's the case, what do you think you're going to feel like tomorrow? They're like the same. I was like, well, wouldn't that make sense? Do the math. For me, what I had to do is I had to get really uncomfortable sometimes, but here's the deal, and this is really the trick. Feeling uncomfortable for a short amount of time, but at least you're going in the right direction, right? You're getting better. Isn't that way better? Then staying uncomfortable day after week, after month, after year, after whatever, and you're not even on a path to anything better. You're just sitting in your sadness, in your, in your anxiety. And you know what happens is, like I told you, when you leave this stuff unchecked, what are we doing? We're fighting with our spouses or our parents. Attitude, attitude, frustration, uh, uh, it's them. They're my, they're my problem. If they could just get better, my life would be better. No, that is not the sunnah. That is not the prophetic opinion. There's nothing in the Quran that says when other people become better, you will be better. It's always you, 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 you. And a lot of people feel like, why do I have to have it all on me? Don't they have to be better? Yes, but Allah will deal with them. What are you going to wait for them to be better? What are you going to wait for them to apologize to you? For you to be happy? Does that make any sense? I know you know it doesn't. But once again, 
what are you going to do about it? All right. So today I want you to know in order to make time for things, it's not all about whipping out those planners. I've done those episodes, but I want to talk to my hurt sisters today. The ones that feel like they're really hurt and they're burnt out and they can't do this anymore. I want to come from a place of ease with you and ease you into it. We're talking about once you identify your season, just backtracking here, right? Getting clear on what you need to do right now. What you need to do right now. What are your goals? And I told you, raise your hands in the eye and ask Allah for help and guidance. on what's going to get you to the next step wherever you are right now? Number two, ask for help. We are meant to be a community. And if you feel there are people around you who you cannot trust with your story, with your problems, you know you can connect with me. Are you know inside of Thrive, we have such a beautiful group of women. Whenever I know I, we had a lot of, um, I think today is the last day also to get in for free. We have a free trial and they're going on. And one of the first things women say is, gosh, the welcome that I got in when I came in the door, it was just phenomenal. And these women telling me to join them and some of them live in my area and I didn't realize I had no friends before. And, you know, when you have that sense of community, you just feel less alone. Ask for help. And we talked also about the need for you to take care of yourself and how sometimes the lack of self-care, well, we could blame it on the time and the kids and the husband and the job. It's deeper than that. And we're neglecting ourselves. And that neglect just leads to more misery because we get out of shape. I know for me, <laughs> I've been traveling, I'm traveling in Turkey right now. I haven't been able to go to the gym for days and days. Can I tell you how horrible I feel? Like straight up. And it's not because I feel unhappy. It's because I literally have not been able to take care of my body because they keep tossing us in and out of the hospital. My daughter's in a surgery, in and out of the hospital, in and out of hotel rooms, um, erratic sleep. My daughter is very sick. She's not feeling well. And so I just feel physically horrible. And it's just because I'm not able to do my regular self-care routine. So what about people who have no self-care routine? They're like, self-care, what's that? You, you want to know why you feel bad every day. Now, some people will go, well, I don't have time for self-care. I would say, and this might sound harsh, it's not that you don't have time for self-care. It's that you don't know how to manage your time. And that's a horrible thing to say, right? Oh my gosh, you don't know me. No, I'm telling you. Because we all have 24 hours. If you don't know how to manage your 24 hours, that means that you're going to struggle in every facet of your life. And if you don't know how to manage your 24 hours, it's not that you're not capable of doing it. It's that you literally just don't know how. And what are we supposed to do when we don't know how to do something? We're supposed to learn how to do it, right? That's why we make so many resources because we know maybe your mom didn't tell you, your school didn't explain, right? Schools don't teach us like how to eat healthy and like balance checkbooks and like deal with toddlers screaming, like these really important life things we're not usually taught in school or in the mosque or in our family. And that's why we cover them here. Right. And then lastly, we talked about after, you know, asking for help and self-care, tracking your time. It's really, really important because I think that, you know, we've gotten really passionate about booking and blocking calendars and batching. But what's really important is that you see where the areas of your life are getting too much or too little attention, because that can also be why you're overwhelmed. And I told you, like women who are just diving into their work or diving into their housework and neglecting their relationship with Allah or their husband or their kids. These are supposed to be fundamental relationships that are usually suffering. A lot of us are spending way too much time on devices. We don't want to admit that. And we're because of that, we're lacking human connection. And that lack of human connection does something to the body because we're supposed to have it, 
right? We talked about a lot today in the podcast, but I hope I got you thinking. And if even you could just start with one of the things I talked about to get you to the next step and out of your overwhelm, that would make me so happy. And like I said, if you need help, we have consultations, we have classes, we have courses, we have everything, www.mindful-muslim.com. Do not be alone. You can DM me on IG. It's the fastest way to get to me. I'll see you in the next podcast. Assalamu alaikum, rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.